Welcome to the ACS Nighttime Podcast, a show for the Assumption Catholic Church community and the world. Here, we focus on the matters of our school, our parish, and the love Jesus has for all of us. Hi, guys. Welcome back to our podcast. I am excited to have Mary Catherine Rohero here with me today. Hi. She is a junior at Bishop Kenny, and I'm going to let her start by just telling a little bit about herself. Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Mary Catherine. You can call me MC. That's what I go by normally. Um, I was at Assumption for my whole life. I've been here since pre-K, graduated in eighth grade in 2020. Was it 2019? I can't remember. But um, I'm a junior at Bishop Kenny right across from Assumption now. I had Miss Nelms for my seventh and eighth grade years, and I'm excited to be here with you guys. And I love having Mary Catherine here because she always had the kind of questions that just stopped me in my tracks, like I'd have to find the answers to come back. So I'm glad that she's here and she's just going to share some of the things she's been wondering about, which is what this podcast is all about, how to make your faith real and a part of your daily life so that you can actually live it out. All right, Mary Catherine, I'm ready when you are. All right. I'll start off with the easy one, probably. Um, How has your students that you've taught impacted your life for the better or for the worse? I love this question so much. Anyone who knows me knows that I do the job because of how much I love my students. And all of them have impacted me for the better. I always love it when I have students that challenge me and challenge the faith, like in a I guess in a, in a respectful way, but just have questions that really show that they care about and they're interested in learning. Um, so I have had to learn more about my faith because I have to come back and answer questions that I've never really thought of. I never really grew up with a lot of questions. I was the kind of person that just accepted what I was taught and did what I, what I was supposed to do because I'm a rule follower and I'm a people pleaser. But with students asking questions, it really, it pushes me to explore my faith more and figure out what are the answers. And then I'm a better teacher for the students that come after. Also, I think I'm amazed and just inspired by how teenagers will open up in class and share their hearts and really seek God it inspires me. I didn't have that when I was in seventh and eighth grade. And so it's one of my favorite things. And of course, the hardest part of my job is letting go of the students at the end of the year, because I know probably 90% of them I will never see again. So they definitely impact my life for the better. And the only part that is not good is just having to let them go. Okay. Yeah. I remember graduation. That was sad. There may have been a few tears. (laughs) All right, on to the next one. Um, Okay. How can you find a spark, like a passion for God in your daily life? Like something that you might get from like a retreat, but not actually going on a retreat, just like finding God in your daily life. This question, it comes up a lot because I think we have a hard time living out our faith because we don't see Jesus right in front of us and we don't see God and we're used to tangible and we like to be able to hear people and hug people and know that they're there. And so we have a hard time living out our faith outside of retreat type experiences because it's more ordinary. And so people struggle with that because they want to feel 
something. They want to feel God. They want to have that moment where they encounter him. And it's that life-changing moment. And unfortunately, those moments don't come along all the time. But it's also like I could compare it to marriage um, for a minute because when you get married and during your marriage, you have these like high moments like your wedding day and when you have children being born and anniversaries, vacations, just special occasions. But most of the time, life is ordinary and you're married to this person who you choose to love, but it doesn't always feel easy to love them. Does that make sense? Like a lot of days it's a choice and it's not easy. It's actually, sometimes it's hard and sometimes you don't feel anything. And I think that's, that's true in our relationship with God too, but we have to continue to seek him and work on that relationship so that it doesn't fall apart. And for me, um, I, one way that I've encountered God every day is through music, like having Christian music playing certain songs will just like remind me of who God is in my life. I do love serving. I think giving back taking things away from being a selfish focus and letting it be more about others definitely helps me encounter Christ and being around people who um, support me. So I have normal things that I do, but I also have people that like at Bible studies, reading God's word. Sometimes things will just jump out at me and it takes looking for the spark. I think it's rare that the spark just appears. And I think that's true in friendship and marriage and dating. Like, you have to look for the spark. You have to make it happen sometimes. And you can't just be passive, passively waiting. So like you have to start it. I think it's like the analogy. I mean, I'm sure God starts too. I know he's always looking for us, but I think that we have to respond. I like the chocolate milk analogy because you can put the chocolate in the milk, but if you don't stir it, it's just sitting at the bottom and there's no flavor. So you got to like stir it up from time to time. And that's why I guess they have retreats because people forget. And so they go on a retreat to be reminded. Um, but it's definitely a lot of the time it's ordinary and you may not feel anything, but that doesn't mean you quit. You just keep seeking. Keep seeking. Okay. Thank you. On to the next one. I have a question for you, actually. Oh, okay. Can I ask? Yeah, go ahead. So... Tell me something that you experienced going from a small Catholic school to a high school, a bigger high school, that was a challenge in regards to your faith. Okay. Well, I put her on the spot. I didn't tell her I was going to ask, <laughs> but I think people would like to hear. That's a big question. How did you make the transition from high from assumption to high school? Okay. That's a good question. So I would say, because back in... I've quit now, but I used to do basketball in my freshman and sophomore year of high school. And I feel like when I first transferred to BK out of Assumption, I left this big safety bubble. Assumption was like amazing. And it was so like, they helped me build my faith, like create a great foundation. But once I left that safety bubble, it was hard for me to know like what to do um, now that I was out in the real world. And um, I remember struggling with my feelings a lot, like wanting to feel um, accepted or wanted at during, especially like within my basketball team. I wanted to become friends with all those girls because obviously I was going to be like um, 
like playing with them and like being teammates with them and stuff like that. So I really wanted to feel accepted by them. And so um, all that foundation that I built up at Assumption and like, especially when you go into high school, like you hear a lot more um, not as godly things as you would in at like middle school here. So I guess I kind of had to numb myself to um, like not care about all these people that were out partying or like doing drugs or um, boys or my own personal feelings about like cussing or things like that. And that was really hard for me because you might not think that like numbing yourself to these things is a really big deal, but once it actually happens, you aren't actually happy. And so I would say, honestly, personally, my personal opinion is depression begins with apathy. So um, I struggled with that a lot, but then I went to youth group and stuff and I started to get it back. And then I went to Covecrest, which is amazing. Um, over the summer, this was just this past summer of my going into junior year. And I, that's really when the dam broke and it was such a powerful experience. And I don't regret reliving my feelings at all. And it's so much more freeing now, if a little bit harder, but it's really, really freeing to actually be able to experience life and not just go through the motions. Oh, I love that. I think so many people right now are choosing to be numb. I, I agree 100%. I always think about my, the movie Wally. I know I've shown it in class before, but I love the movie Wally because I think so many people are like those robots on that ship and they just roll around looking at the screens in front of them. And that's actually on the movie. That's not just yeah. me having a phone moment, <laughs> but like they just stare at the screen and they don't have relationships. They don't really have real friendships. Their friendships are all through social media and they're lacking that connection. And mm -hmm. I think numb is the perfect word actually. And that is so sad to me because I know that I know I've heard a million times what God wants is not for us to change who we are, but to be fully alive as we are. And when we're fully alive as who we are, like my uniqueness and your uniqueness, that is when we become truly happy. And when we change the world, because we're not afraid of what other people are going to say or what people will think. And all of a sudden we just come to life. I love it. And I love that you took the leap to go to Covecrest, not knowing what to expect, searching for what you didn't even know you were looking for. Yes. And I you definitely found recommend Covecrest, by the way. It's such an amazing experience. Great. And I think you can actually, if you're in high school, you can sign up now. Yeah. There's 25 spots for the Covecrest week um, with Life Teen. Mm -hmm. You could see our youth minister, Jen Kolash at Assumption <laughs> Youth Ministry. Anything else you were thinking about today? Um, Like any other questions? Any other questions or anything? All right. I have one more. This is kind of relating to the thing I just talked about. Okay. But I've definitely like struggled a lot with like... At first, freshman year, I was like fine with it and stuff. But I struggled a lot recently with like, why is it bad to cuss? Like, what's so bad about it that we shouldn't do it? And like, I mean, I can understand not cussing at people, like saying F you or something like that. But um, if you're just like shouting out an exclamation or something and you just 
say cuss word, like what's so bad about that? Good question. I'll start at the top. I don't know <laughs> that I'm going to have a full answer for you um, because we just talked about this in class, actually. So for me, I don't know how some words were invented. Like, I don't know where they got a word and they were like, I'm just this word is all of a sudden going to be like a taboo word that you can't say. So I don't like. I don't cuss, I guess, because I'm always with people that I think it would reflect badly on me for whatever reason. Um, but I can tell you that some things that I think are definitely easy to understand are like the ways that people take God's name in vain, because I think people don't understand the power of God's name. So if you're screaming out Jesus Christ, you're not understanding that every time that knee is Dead, there's like power in it for healing and for reconciliation and worship. And so people are using the name in vain, meaning like without any meaning, just throwing it around when it's God. So I think I can I can explain to you that taking God's name in vain and the multiple ways that you can do that, why I think, and I know that is wrong. It's a, it's a commandment, but it's also wrong because it's just not understanding the power of God's name, which is sad because it says um, at his name, every knee shall bend. And like when we go to adoration or when we're at like Steubenville adoration, or I'm sure Cove Crest had it too. It's like people know when the monstrance is brought in that like it's Jesus, they know it instinctively and they kneel. But if we gave that same kind of honor and worship to the name then we would see like more miracles happening, I think, because our faith would increase in who God is. So I cannot tell you why you shouldn't say many four-letter words because I don't know <laughs> where they were created and where they came from. So I could not win that argument. I don't even, I don't even, can't even have that argument. But I can tell you that people, people could start just by guarding how they use God's name. And that would be a great starting point. Is that a fair answer? Fair answer, yeah. Okay. The I rest of it, I'd have to like do some research or something. <laughs> Go into the old English. Yes. So, um, Mary Catherine, I've loved having you here. I always love having conversations with you. And mm -hmm. there's so many students that have asked so many great questions in the past. So, if you are a former student and you have questions that you would like answered before you walk away from the faith, come sit with me and ask and let's find the truth together. So, Mary Catherine, thanks for being here. Any final words? Um, I have nothing grand to say. Nothing grand to say. We'll take it. All We'd right. love to hear from you on how this podcast is helping you. And we would love to have you as a guest on the show if you're interested. Mary Catherine, thanks for being here. Of course. Anytime. And have a great day. Bye. Bye. The ACS Nighttime Podcast.